Good evening, I'm Greg Kostraba from McKaybach Performance Studio. We've got musicians from the Downtown Chamber series with me. I'll be chatting with their executive and music director, Mark Dix, in just a few minutes. First, let's hear the Downtown Chamber series perform Strum by Jesse Montgomery on 89.5 Classical K-Bach.
Strum by Jesse Montgomery, performed in the K-Bach Performance Studio by violinist Leslie Fry Andereg and Aaron Rikiro, violist Mark Dix, and cellist Peter Lorenzo Andereg. They'll be performing on the next concerts in the Downtown Chamber Series tomorrow and Monday evenings at 7.30 at Shepley Bullfinch in downtown Phoenix. Welcome to all of you. Thanks for having us. Tell me about why you picked that piece and why it's on this program that you've got coming up. So Jesse is a a string quartet player. She was in the Catalyst Quartet for many years uh, and also a fantastic composer. And she has now uh, left the quartet and she is doing uh, composing full time. So her works are have really hit uh, the s- string scene by storm. Uh, her pieces are very popular now. Uh, she brings in a lot of folk elements, uh, but a rhythmic layering uh, that is really compelling. And I think one of the biggest aspects Uh, with her as a composer for us as musicians is oftentimes uh, composers are writing music that they don't play the instruments for. And uh, so to have a composer that knows our instruments so well uh, really translates to the score. Her pieces are difficult, uh, but everything is playable and uh, very intricate. I'm talking to Mark Dix. He's part of the uh, Downtown Chamber Series in Phoenix. They have a couple of concerts coming up tomorrow and Monday evenings. Mark, you're the founder and the executive director of the group. Tell me about the the genesis of the group. You started, uh, what, 20-some-odd years ago now. Yeah, we started in 2000, so we're in our 24th year. Uh, The project is really built around um, celebrating the amazing wealth of uh, musicians we have in Phoenix, uh, and as well as our visual arts scene. Uh, which started on Roosevelt Row and First Fridays. Uh, But the gallery scene and just what we have in our city with the visual arts is a fantastic place to present chamber music. So we host our concerts uh, in these spaces. Uh, We're like a mash unit. We move around town, uh, downtown, and in different spaces. And so this uh, one we have coming up is at uh, Shepley Bullfinch Architects, an amazing building uh, from 1964, the Punch Card Building and uh, in one of those rotunda structures on Central and Osborne. And we'll also have uh, two exhibits there, as well as our performance. Fantastic. Now, on the program, aside from the Jesse Montgomery, you've got some Beethoven, and you've got pieces by Johnny Greenwood of Radiohead, and that's that's what's coming up next on the broadcast. Tell us about uh, these two works, Oil and Future Markets. So Greenwood, uh, as a high school kid, was a violist in Oxford, England, and was in the Youth Symphony and kind of following the normal classical path. Uh, his, uh, his favorite composers were Messiaen and Ligeti and uh, other contemporary composers that inspired him. And he went to uh, school in composition, and he was also interested in uh, bands like the Pixies and other bands that were uh, popular at that time. And uh, he was only at music school for three weeks before uh, the band that he was in at that time, Radiohead, got signed to EMI label. And so he left music school uh, to chart his career as Radiohead. And so this piece, um, uh, There Will Be Blood, was only his second film score, written in 2007. And uh, it's just an incredibly uh, evocative uh, music. The first 15 minutes of the movie has no script, uh, just the, the gritty realities of being an oil prospector in the late 1800s and all that that involves. Uh, so he doesn't have a lot of themes. These are not big sweeping uh, melodies that connect to the characters. It's more soundscapes uh, and how he so delicately uses our, the, the range of our instruments to bring about these 
moods, uh, most of which are very menacing. Uh, but there is a stream of hope that goes through it as well. Okay, well, let's hear these two movements by Johnny Greenwood Oil and Future Markets. Musicians from the Downtown Chamber series here on 89.5 KBOC from the KBOC Performance Studio.
Two movements, Oil and Future Markets, from Johnny Greenwood's score to the 2007 film There Will Be Blood. We heard musicians from the Downtown Chamber series, violinists Leslie Fry Andereg and Aaron Rakiro, violist Mark Dix, and cellist Peter Lorenzo Andereg performing here in the KBOC Performance Studio. That's music on the group's performance in downtown Phoenix tomorrow and Monday evenings. You can learn more about the concert and the series on their website, downtownchamberseries.org. Mark, a lot of contemporary music on the program, but also music on the cusp of Beethoven's last period. What's the connection? Well, some of it has to do, uh, as I mentioned in the Greenwood, that there's a a thin layer of hope amidst all of the menacing content of uh, the movie There Will Be Blood. Uh, in Beethoven, of course, we all know of his uh, very difficult life. And I think this quartet sort of marks a point in time when a lot of things were uh, crushing down on him. He had uh, a recently failed love affair, a progressive loss of his hearing, health problems, and financial insecurity. And in a letter to a friend of his in 1810, he wrote, If I had not read somewhere that no one should quit life voluntarily, while still able to do something worthwhile, I would have been dead long ago, and certainly by my own hand. Life is so beautiful, but for me, it is poisoned forever. So as dark as that quote is, uh, it is interesting that uh, Beethoven always seems to find space for hope. And I think um, it's particularly interesting in his this quartet that is in a minor key and has a lot of grit to it, that the, the themes, uh, most of which occur in the the violin, but throughout the piece that really soften the edges of what uh, was a very difficult life for him. And then there's that ending 
like the last minute of the piece, that it just kind of turned the sunlight comes in. Yes, at the end of the piece, uh, he, he switches to a major key, and there is that sort of beam of sunlight that comes through. And I think that maybe is one of the reasons people are so drawn to Beethoven, is that he speaks to uh, the realities of our life, but he also uh, gives us a connection to beauty in a way that uh, transcends time. And that's why we're still listening to him and playing his music after several centuries. That's right. Absolutely profound music. This is the first movement of the Sirigoso Quartet, the string quartet number 11 by Ludwig van Beethoven. Musicians from the Downtown Chamber series in the Kabach Performance Studio on 89.5 Kabach. <laughs>
the first movement from Ludwig van Beethoven's String Quartet Number no. 11, aptly named the Sirioso. We heard the musicians from the Downtown Chamber series, violinist Leslie Fry Andereg and Aaron Rikiro, violist Mark Dix and cellist Peter Lorenzo Andereg in the K-Bach Performance Studio. Thank you so much for coming in. This was terrific. Thanks so much for having us. The next concerts on the Downtown Chamber series will take place tomorrow and Monday evenings at 7.30 at Shepley Bullfinch Architects in downtown Phoenix. You can purchase tickets at downtownchamberseries.org and at the door. I'm Greg Kustraba. You can hear this interview and performance again at our website. It's performance.kbach.org.